better to have a short life that is full of what you like doing than a long life spent in a miserable way. Today we're joined by current Red Bull center back Sean Nealis, a Long Island and Massapequa native like myself. Sean played college ball at Hofstra before being drafted by the New York Red Bulls and playing for the second team. Sean worked his way into the first team's plans and has made 23 appearances this year, solidifying himself as a regular starter starting the last 11 games. The Red Bulls are currently in ninth place, just one point out of a playoff spot, with the playoffs starting about a month from now. So we're excited to take a dive into the mind of an MLS player. All right, Sean Nielsen, welcome to Footwork. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, um, yeah, to start off, um, the you know we both come from Long Island, from Massapequa, hometown, hometown Massapequa. Shout out. Um, you know, growing up there on Long Island, uh, you know, the standard of footballers that have or soccer players that have made it uh, pro and athletes in general is quite high. Um, how was growing up on Long Island for you in terms of sports? Yeah, as you know, uh, sports are a big or major facet of Long Island and uh, especially growing up with three brothers. It was always a competitive household. And as you said, like Long Island is just everyone's so close and so connected, whereas everyone's competing for uh, different opportunities. And more specifically in soccer, I think there was just so much talent. There was so many uh, great clubs. Uh, I stuck with Massapequa all throughout uh, my club career, but my younger brother played at Gachi and I, I was kind of indifferent. I didn't know if I wanted to play the academy, go to the academy route, but thankfully I just stuck with Massapequa and it's paid dividends. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you touched on, uh, you know, growing up with your three brothers, of course, I know Jimmy, Connor and Dylan, um, you know, Jimmy and Dylan both have, or Dylan is currently playing in MLS uh, with Nashville and Jimmy had a stint as well. How, uh, you know, was it only soccer in the household or was there other sports involved as well? Now we grew up playing uh, other sports. It was uh, mostly, it was mostly soccer, but basketball was in the mix, uh, mm -hmm. baseball. And obviously just being from Long Island, everyone's throwing a football around. Everything. Yeah. <laughs> with a ball, you know, just a mixture of sports. But yeah, I think growing up for me, it was kind of basketball and soccer were the two major sports. And actually in high school, I, I think I got more awards in basketball than actually in soccer. Mm, for is that right? <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Awesome. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So <laughs> was, was there ever um, a possibility of you going to college to play basketball? I didn't know that. No, no, no. I never played like AAU. I think if I went that route, I probably would have. But okay. actually when I was, I think a sophomore, I I was like leaning towards quitting actually at soccer, like wow. football soccer. Wow. Because uh, I wanted to just focus more on basketball. But my dad kind of pulled me over. He's like, Yeah, you're not gonna <laughs> you're not gonna really get a scholarship at a prestigious school like or like a decent school as you would with soccer. Because obviously my brothers went through this whole soccer route. So right. he kind of just convinced me on it. And then next year I got the offer from Hofstra. Right. And so, then, yeah, you mentioned yeah. you you mentioned with uh, the three brothers and just the competition that you guys had. I mean, you and Dylan were the youngest, so you feel like that kind of shaped you guys, just kind of having to like play up to the older brother's level and kind of fighting to uh, to 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 save face in the family. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I obviously Jimmy had a great career in high school, and it was kind of like it's kind of set a baseline almost. Like we wanted okay, to yeah. beat that or supersede that, and I think with Dylan and I being so close in age, we were kind of just always butt heads and competitive in that route. And yeah, I mean, it 
it's a blessing in the skies that that competitiveness and that just uh that great i mean the the greatness that kind of comes from it for sure yeah. for sure yeah i mean i can i can only imagine what life was like in that household <laughs> the, the daily life with the four of you um yeah. so then you made the jump to hofstra what made you make that decision were there other opportunities uh outside of hofstra um those richie used to work with mass people mm -hmm. so and he kind of knew me from that and he kind of knew me from my brothers so he he kind of scouted me early early my junior year and i i committed early and then i didn't really focus on any other schools because i committed early i gave him mm -hmm. my word and i i got a few like offers later on throughout my senior year but i already told them i committed to hofstra and mm -hmm. uh i love i loved it there it was an awesome experience i had a lot of lifelong friends uh great memories and uh it was, it was just a blast going there awesome. you feel like there was a certain time i mean before college or during college where you had that feeling like i could play professionally or i want to play professionally when do you think that kind of came along honestly i never really had that until end of my senior year of uh college so during oh wow school, late yeah during high school I, i'm more so i was just kind of focused on like my, my goal was like, oh, I want to start next year in college. That was more so I, mm. I didn't really have a long term. It was just more immediate. And I, I, thankfully, I achieved that in college, like for that first, first freshman year. And uh, yeah, I never really had the long term aspirations, but eventually they came and thankfully they did. Mm -hmm. So, uh, so when did it come, a become a reality was maybe seeing Jimmy make it happen, was that like, okay, maybe I can do that too? Or was there a specific uh, game or something your senior year where then it became like, all right, maybe I can play as well? Yeah, my senior year, we had, I think we set like more, I think it was like 12 shutouts in a row or 14, mm -hmm. something along those lines. And um, my Richie, our, my coach at Hofstra was kind of talking to my ear, like, oh, you're playing real well. You ever have any aspirations of playing pro, whether it be like usl or mls and i kind of just shrugged it off uh i was studying accounting at college so i was kind of <laughs> more towards that route mm -hmm. then i went to uh, a red bull combine after the season i played pretty well and then they picked me up in the draft and uh, i played pretty well during preseason and they signed me after that so i mean it was a little bit of luck and a little bit of just being pushed towards that but mm -hmm. uh, i'm thankful for it so what was that whole experience like with the, I mean, it was just a Red Bulls combine. It wasn't like a yeah. MLS or anything. It was a Red Bull specific. Yeah. I got invited to a few other, like the Toronto one and mm -hmm. I think it was a Vegas combine, but Hofstra's mm -hmm. finals were really late. And I didn't, I didn't feel like missing finals because this was before, before everything was online. So mm -hmm. I don't think teachers really gave me that much mm -hmm. leeway with it. So I, I could only really make the Red Bull one. Okay. And it was like an open tryout or was it with the team? It was, was more, it... you had to be like invited, but it was more like local mm -hmm. colleges around that. Okay. okay. It was like end yeah, of December. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. All right. So, yeah. So then, I mean, the, the MLS draft is the next month. That's in January. Yeah, I believe so. Mid, mid January. Yeah. Mid January. So quick, I mean, quick kind of turnaround to kind of being pushed into the combine as you quoted and then, you know, you get drafted. Did you know you were going to get drafted? And what was like, what is that experience like? No, I didn't know I was getting drafted. I was actually, 
at you home. didn't have the whole white suit you didn't have like the... <laughs> no i wasn't that prepared uh i was actually i worked out with a few guys at Hofstra in the morning and they said all oh, the, the draft is today do you think you got a shot i, I kind of shrugged it off didn't think anything i was at home uh watching the sopranos just like reruns and uh <laughs> My brother at Georgetown, they were watching it because some of their players might have got drafted. And he was actually the first one to text me. And then I got the call from uh, Red Bull and uh, Chris Armis. And I was just ecstatic. Yeah, at the end of the day. Amazing. Yeah. That's incredible. I guess it's even better when you didn't, uh, you're just, you're deep in Sopranos and you get a text from your brother. <laughs> like, hey, man, you just got drafted. Yeah, it was pure emotion. Yeah, it was a great feeling. Yeah. Um, so did you wind up finishing the, the semester or how does that work? Did you, you start um, right with the Red so Bulls then, or? So then my, so I still have my spring semester left and thankfully all the professors were cool. They taught, I had my um, uh, academic advisor talk to them, talk to all my professors about my situation. And thankfully uh, they let me take it all online. So this was, I did online before online. Oh, wow. You were, yeah, wow. you were, the you're first. an innovator, a pi pioneer, yeah, pioneer. <laughs> yeah so so you finished yeah so I finished you were up online and then nice yeah that following spring i finished up so it was, it was cool so then were you immediately training with the first team or you were training with the second team how did that how did that work yes. out so that preseason all the draft picks got invited and then uh aaron was with the national team mm -hmm. and Tim and Amro actually got hurt. They were the other center backs. They got hurt mm -hmm. in preseason. Nothing too too drastic, but it was kind of like me and another guy were just the only real center backs there. And uh, I played pretty well. So then they signed me during that second second preseason camp. The first mm -hmm. camp we went to Florida. The second one we were in Arizona. So they signed me during that second camp. Right. And nice. I mean, for so you, listeners, listeners out there, especially Europeans with the MLS draft, you, you get drafted by a team, but it really is just means like they're inviting you on a trial with the team. Yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah. Um, so what was your mindset going into the training? Because you don't have a contract yet. It's, it's kind of uh, just a trial with the team. Honestly, I was, I was just loving it. I just knew I had to just like the rest of my career kind of just mm -hmm. put my head down and work. I mean, I'm, was never the most talented guy and most technical guy. I just, I think what I do well is kind of just put my head down and work. And I was just grateful to be there. And uh, I knew if I just stayed on the course, the, I would get my shot. And thankfully I did. And I played well enough to get that first contract. Awesome. I feel like up into, up into this point, I mean, maybe it, it continues to this day, but like you're not, uh, like you don't think too much about it you just play like it's not yeah, yeah. you're not really looking so much in the future you're kind of just in the present uh yeah i think it's it's a good thing to have you don't overthink things i think right when a lot of people are kind of more like there's a lot of anxiety from overthinking i think if you just go out and do it go out and do it go out and play it's uh it, it simplifies things it makes it easier yeah for sure yeah, yeah 100%. Um, and and then you started out with the USL team, right? You were playing for the second team mostly that, that first season? Yeah. So, I mean, it was, it was actually a great experience. I, I mean, just playing games with the USL, obviously, uh, Tim and Aaron were playing ahead of me and uh, Amro too. And they just came off like one of the best defensive years the previous year. So they were, they were playing most of those games. And I was playing in USL. 
and we actually had a pretty good start in USL. And uh, like I said, it was great to just play in games. I mean, there's nothing that challenges you and gets you ready than mm-hmm. just playing. And uh, during that following June, Aaron left for international camp. And then I kind of got called into like, uh, called into the roster and uh, made my debut around that time. And how, how was the level of USL compared to Hofstra? Yeah, it was definitely uh, an increase in talent and, uh, and quality. I think uh, it's, a, it's, it's a step up from college. It's obviously gotten better since, since then. Mm-hmm. I think it will only get better as there's more talent in, in soccer in America. And uh, I think that first year I had a lot of growing, growing pains, growing steps during those games and uh like i said it's it was grateful and i'm glad that i actually did play in those games i didn't get thrown in right away to the first team i think uh red bull did a, does a great job with just kind of putting players in that system first and then having them grow into uh, a better player through the usl system right at at first were you i mean maybe just a little bit disappointed just because obviously we all want to prove ourselves like in the time did you feel the same way or were you like oh, damn, I wish I was on the first team and like sing, things like this? Or did you kind of continue that mind state like, okay, I'm here, I'm going to put my head down, I'm going to work and prove myself here? Yeah, it was kind of just a little bit of both. I mean, obviously disappointed, but I mean, you had I had some of the best center backs playing in front of me. So like, you, you got to be realistic with right. it. Mm-hmm. And, and obviously it was just like a hunger, like, oh, I want to, it was more so, I looked at them like, oh, I want to get to that point. I want to, mm. I have, like, I'm not good enough now. I kind of looked, mm-hmm. looked myself in the mirror. I've been realistic. I was mm-hmm. like, but how can I get there? And I think this is a step to get there. And obviously playing in USL, Aaron did it before. He was the defender of the year in USL. And then he made it and did the same thing in the MLS. So mm-hmm. I kind of saw that and kind of looked at it. And I was like, wow, maybe I could do the same. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. And so, so during this time, you said you looked at yourself and you didn't feel good enough and you're watching guys like Tim and Aaron who are, you know, quality and the, the level that you want to get to. So what parts in your game did you feel like you really had to kind of narrow in and work on during those, during that USL season? I think just definitely the technical side of things. I mean, I was never, like I said, the most technical guy. So I would kind of just pull a coach over or pull a play over after practice and just kind of work on the technical side of things. And I think after doing that day after day after day, it kind of, it, it improved, it, that side of my game improved marginally. And uh, mm-hmm. I, I kind of still do that because mm-hmm. like I said, I'm not the most technical guy. So I think I will continue to do that. And that, that was kind of a pivotal point in helping my career. Do you find that in general, just, I mean, throughout your career and even in the younger, younger ages, do you feel like, you were always one of the guys that was kind of putting in a little bit of extra work just to, you know, cause like you're only with the coaches for, I mean, an hour, two hours throughout the day, um, especially during like a main team practice. Do you feel like you kind of are characterized by putting in that work outside of, of, of that time? Yeah. Yeah. I'm always, I think I'm always kind of one of the guys staying after either, either doing something fitness wise or, uh, technical. I just, I don't know. I, I like, I love being outside. I love being, doing the work. I don't know. I don't, I don't really play video games or anything <laughs> of that, that stature, but I love just, I don't know, being outside. Cause I, I was so close to 
having to work in an office or something of that nature. So like, <laughs> I mean, accountant and playing for the Red Bulls. I don't yeah, know. I, so mean. I was like, I, I don't want to do that. I don't want to ever do that. So if I could put put some work, put extra work in uh, kicking a ball or uh, work on my technical side or the fitness, then I think that's that's the way to go. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Now, can you take us through a day uh, or day or a week or both uh, of, you know, in season, what uh, you as a Red Bulls player is doing? Yeah, yeah, today. So we, I got up, I, I, I like to stretch in the morning, like for like 20, 25 minutes. Um, so I got up to stretch, so then got over to the facility around 8.30. Uh, they have uh, breakfast for us. And uh, like not, we have to be in by nine. And then guys kind of get work on through PT work or just kind of foam rolling, stretching out of that nature. And then around 10, we do some video, some film. We're preparing for Columbus on Saturday. We're both fighting mm -hmm. for playoff spots. So we did a lot of film on that. And then after that, we hit the field. Today was kind of a light day though. So we were on the field for like an hour. And then afterwards, you could lift, uh, do some extra work if you want on the field. And probably out of there by around 1.30, 2. So it was, it was a pretty quick day today, mm -hmm. but uh, yesterday was a little more intense. So the practice ran a little longer. Right. Mm -hmm. So you said Saturday, Saturday game, correct? Yeah. Saturday against Columbus so, in Columbus. Okay, cool. So early in the week, um, is it, is it kind of following any general trends where early in the week is kind of hard. And then as you know, as you get to the end of the week, it's maybe a little more tactical, a little more set piece work, things like this. And, the, and then the last day is pretty light. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, uh, well, we had off because of the NYC game, but usually, so Monday and Tuesday would have been, uh, or rather Tuesday, Wednesday would have been pretty intense. Mm -hmm. And then today was more so set pieces and just kind of a walkthrough with a game plan. And then tomorrow will just be pretty light, but just a little 3v2 just to get the legs a little, uh, get the legs moving, get a little sweat. But yeah, then pretty light because then we'll travel tomorrow as well. Yeah, nice. And how, how, I mean, uh, like I can't help but draw ties or maybe it's something that you, it doesn't seem like you chose this because it kind of just worked out in this way, but you've, you've seemed to stay local. You went to Hofstra and then to Red Bulls um, and you haven't, you haven't had to leave, uh, you know, home. Of course, you're, you're a little farther away from Massapequa, but you haven't had to leave home yet. Is that something you, you chose to do? You know, you want to be close to family or just kind of worked out this way up until this point? Nah, it kind of just worked out. I mean, obviously, uh, family, friends, or everything, you know. But it kind of just was lucky. I mean, I, I think I've been lucky up to this point. I'll always say I'm I'm lucky, and uh, yeah, it's just kind of worked out. Obviously, I love playing for Hofstra. I love playing here for the New York Red Bulls, and mm. I don't know. It's just it's almost like a dream come true, just playing sure. locally, you know. Sure. Uh, and do you have any ambitions to play abroad or to play, uh, you know, on the other side of the country at some point in the future? And if you if you can't answer these questions, and we know, know you, you just signed an extension, signed an extension so. <laughs> so I know these aren't the the best questions. No, I think to everybody, everybody wants to play in those top leagues. If I don't know if an opportunity ever came, and yeah, but I mean, I love playing for the New York Red Bulls. If I could mm -hmm. play my whole career here, then I would love that. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah totally. So I kind of want to touch on. Um, we talked a little bit about it and just kind of the discipline of it, but the the physical demands of playing in a league like MLS. I mean. 
uh, maybe you've heard of it, like the quote that discipline equals freedom and, and things like this. And how, how important is it to you, to, to the team, to, you know, guys that you have your circle around to, you know, really take care of your body. And then what are some things that you kind of do for yourself to make sure that that routine goes smoothly? Yeah, I think that's one of the most important, one most important facets of just being a pro is taking care of your body, eating right, recovery in that nature. I think uh, there's that stigma, like the MLS isn't like the best league, but I mean, I think there's a lot of talent and people don't realize you travel so much in the MLS mm-hmm. compared to other countries. The U.S. is so big, so you're always traveling. And the physicality of the side of things, I mean, the, the league is so physical and then you're always traveling. So that's what makes it so difficult. And the quality is only getting better and better yeah. as, uh, yeah. as you guys have seen, like uh, Busio is, has been transferred to Italy and all these other guys. So I think just taking care of your body is so important. And even like after practice, I usually just go for a light swim over by the gym near me mm. and just, just for extra recovery. And then, I don't know, just get enough sleep is always important to me. I'm usually in bed like 9, 30, 10, just because I'm usually so oh, nice. shot. Yeah, yeah it's, it's important too because you, you don't play video games. So that's like the perfect, yeah. you know, you can, you can go to bed at those times. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I... I well, I like playing video games if someone's in the room with me, but like, I don't know. I just can't do so it. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I totally understand. But yeah, I mean, like you said, the, the travel for it is just can be insane. I mean, you could be playing in Miami and then you have to go up to Seattle. I mean, in England, maybe they travel one hour, two hours. I mean, do yeah. you, I mean, I can't, I've never experienced anything like that in terms of week in and week out. Like, do you feel that jet lag kind of take hold of you if you have to go from east coast to west coast or vice versa yeah yeah that next day you're definitely shot i mean but mm. like like you said like i said it's that sleep and that recovery is just it makes it even more vital and if you're going out and being stupid drinking or eating mm. the wrong foods and you're just gonna feel even worse so i think just just proper recovery and i've learned that over over the last few years just getting get more in tune with eating the right foods and doing the right things. Mm-hmm. And do you have any specific um, nutrition trends, things that you like to, to abide by? No, I just, I don't really eat that unhealthy, you no know, real fake foods. If like, I mean, kind of normal, normal diet. So to mm-hmm. say just mm-hmm. some meat, veggies, carbs, you know, just mm-hmm. typical. Keeping it simple, like everything else. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I love it. This, this is the key to success here, people. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, so so you've. It seems like I mean, from what I read, is that uh, they're kind of building the team, and you are a staple of the team for sure. Bringing, uh, I mean, you're only 24, but it seems to you have quite a leadership role in the Red Bulls. How is uh how has that come about, and and how do you feel about that? Yeah, I think as a center back, you always. You're, you see most of the field except for the goalie, but you ha- you have to be a, a vocal voice in the back and mm-hmm. kind of a demanding role in the back. And uh, I think over the years I've gotten better at that, and uh, I think I can I can do more, and hopefully I can strive to do more. But yeah, like you said, we're a young team, and I think everybody kind of has to everybody kind of grows up more when it's a young team because you need more 
leadership through everybody. And I think right. uh, we've done a great job this year, but it, it's, it's still, it's still a growing process and we still have more to do because uh, we want to make playoffs. For sure. So just to speak on leadership, even a little bit more, I mean, as a center back is a very, I mean, you see it in any of these teams is, is usually a very, is a staple in terms of on the field things. So what kind of leader would you say you are? You, are you one that's, you know, you put in the work and you're a little silent, but you kind of show it to everyone and you lead by example. Um, or do you feel like you're a different type of leader? Yeah, I would say like that. I'm a little more reserved, but I would, I would like to gradually get more vocal. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, I would like to just kind of put in the work and show it. And I think being a center back, you always have to move the line and mm -hmm. shift and lead through that way on the field. But I think it's, even more important to lead off the field in a, in a vocal manner with the, with the right, right words and right uh, motivation for other people. So I think I could get better in, in that aspect. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I mean, we kind of skipped over it, uh, but what was your debut like? How was that? And where was it? It was in Dallas, uh, probably April or early May. Um, we won two nothing I actually scored a goal yeah. but it wasn't so uh, we had a corner kick it came out as like a short corner kick and came to the top of the box and when our right back shot it he's uh, Amir Murillo he plays in uh, uh, for Anderlecht now he shot it and I was just kind of standing there and it hit my face and it went in but Yes, if you ask me, outside of this, I'll say it was a real header. It was a so, class goal. Oh, yeah, I saw it come yeah. in, redirected it. Nice, yeah, very yeah, nice, exactly. easy. Yeah. On the debut, that's crazy. And, I mean, going going into the game, you know, was it once again like everything else? Uh, you kind of just like, ah, oh, just have fun, enjoy it, you know, do what I've always done. Um, you know, playing, of course, in a bigger crowd than you did at Hofstra or in college in general. Um, you know, what were you feeling going up, up into that game? Yeah, I say I was I was a little nervous, but yeah. Then as soon as the whistle blow and you you start playing, complete a few passes, your confidence gets up, and uh, you just kind of have a love for the game. And I don't know, I just was just in the moment after that, and it felt good to be out there. Right. Mm. So with, I mean, it doesn't seem like you are a guy who really ever got nervous during big games. Do you just kind of, do you just have that kind of feeling like let me just ease myself into it and I'll be good? Yeah, I mean, uh, like maybe beforehand I'll get a few butterflies, but yeah, just it is what it is. I'm gonna go in. I'm gonna go in for it, and I'm gonna hopefully do my best. And mm -hmm. I think uh, it's worked out so far, and I'm thankful for that. And maybe maybe I should change my attitude towards it, but uh, it's, I don't, I don't know, man. No, it, it, don't. I think it's working don't. perfectly. Definitely, definitely do not. Um, and I mean, how awesome is that, that you, uh, you played against, so your younger brother Dylan is currently playing for Nashville. Um, and he was on Miami as well. And I think you played him, right? Yeah. Yeah. Last year during our first game against Miami, we were actually both on the field together. That was the only time. So, cause we played Miami a few twice last year and I was on the field and then Nashville this year, he wasn't, but it was really cool. I mean, obviously once we got into the game, we didn't really, think about mm -hmm. how cool it was until right. after mm -hmm. but right. it was obviously probably cooler for like my parents and friends sure, and sure, sure. to be watching it unfortunately it 
due to COVID, they weren't in the stadium, but mm-hmm. it, was, it was cool to be a part of. And I don't know, not many people could say it. Sure. Yeah. That's in the terms first of many as well. Yeah, that's true. And in, in terms of just great moments in your career so far, I mean, you're only 24, so there's a there's a long list of things that will will come. But do you feel like that was up there in terms of kind of favorite moments or like uh, yeah whatever? Yeah, yeah. I'd say that was pretty cool. Uh, I think some of the Derby wins this year were were up there. Mm, and then uh, yeah. I think my first year we beat Atlanta at home, uh, one nothing. We were actually down a man for most of the game, and uh, mm-hmm. we we won the game one. I think it was just, we suffered the whole game, you know, just sitting in 10 men mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. we snuck a goal in and it was just, uh, it was just surreal to be a part of that. Mm, I bet. In terms of, I mean, MLS, it's a long schedule, a lot of, tra- a lot of travel. I mean, do you find it difficult sometimes to get up for, for games or do you feel like your process kind of allows you to approach everyone fresh? Or like, you know what I mean? Do you feel like some games yeah. it's just kind of like, Oh, here we go again. And it just doesn't feel so energized or anything like this. Uh, for me, no, I mean, I love, I love playing the games and obviously it's, it's a little new for me cause I'm, I've been more regularly playing in games this year, but mm-hmm. I wonder if other players might get that feeling. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I don't think I would just cause I love, I love to play in games. I love games more than practice. Like, I mean, my favorite time of the year has been when we had in September, we had seven games in 21 days. And I, I love that. There's game every day. So I mean, yeah, I, yeah I'm, I'm, I kind of get psyched up for every game and, and I, I love to do that. Mm, nice. And so, I mean, you guys got about a month left, I believe until the playoff start uh, point out of that last playoff space, I think even a game in hand. So I mean, you guys got to think you have a good chance. How is how is the energy in the team and the and the coaches just making that playoff push right now? Yeah, we feel real good right now. I don't think we've lost in seven or eight games, but we have mm-hmm. five games left, uh, two home, three away. So I think I think we have to win a couple. And uh, yeah, we're feeling real good. But obviously, another tough test this weekend against Columbus. Uh, they they won it all last year, so they got a lot of great players. So we got to bring our, our top game and I, I hopefully we could come out on top. Mm. Nice. Amazing. Awesome. Well, good so, luck with that. Yeah. We'll be watching yeah, absolutely. for sure. <laughs> Thank you. Tough to watch the MLS games here because of the six hours, but yeah. I usually do find the highlights. And um, I mean, we, like we talked off camera, um, we played maybe a few times together in the summer league, but I, I regularly check to see if you play and, and see if you got yeah. that second goal yet. I know it's coming. Yeah, soon. I should have got one this past weekend, but uh, my own teammate got in the way for a corner. Ah. So. Yes, yes, I did see that on the highlights. Where, where uh, are you guys located now? So we're we're both in northern Germany. Okay, cool. Different cities, but close to each other. Okay. Yeah, awesome. we've been here for a few years now. Maybe maybe that's one cool. day we'll get back to you. <laughs> <laughs> you guys that's go to the games over yet? Yeah, we've been to... Um, uh, just two games so far went to uh, germany netherlands uh wasn't a friendly so it was a good competitive game all the best players played yeah. and then a hammer game but they're in the second league second bonus i also so. went i went to a saint Pauli game this year as well so another second league game but yeah those i mean it's crazy it's like yeah. it's the, the ultras yeah. as they're called i just yeah. you know i feel like they're gonna rush the the field at literally any moment <laughs> 
it's a yeah. different different lifestyle over there. Yeah. Have you I'll, have you played in any um like Concacaf Champions League games or it was were you guys in that before you yeah, were getting that, starts? So my debut off the bench, I actually played in. It was we played mm. some team from. Uh, I don't know. We beat them handily, like three or four nothing. So I came. I just came in at the end. Just made it. Mm-hmm. That was my actual debut off the bench. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that was the only Concacaf game I played in. Was that home or away? It was home at Red Bull. Yeah. Okay. okay. I see. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess it's another thing. Like here, also uh, been to PSG Stadium, and like you said, it's. It's crazy over here, the fans, but I mean, the MLS also has a good fan base and it's just getting better and better every year is, uh, or what is maybe your favorite stadium away to play at? So Atlanta, okay. Yeah. They play in Mercedes Benz stadium Yeah, and mm-hmm. they actually have a great soccer fan base down there. They get like, uh, I think the stadium holds over 70,000 but they get probably around mm. like 60 and actually my Crazy. that's a lot my first year i i wasn't playing too well i handballed two games back to back against uh, vancouver and philly in the box and we ended up losing both games so then a few games later i got called in and uh coach at the time calls me in like are you ready to play in atlanta cuz it was going to be packed crowd and big atmosphere and then I actually ended up playing one of my better games in Atlanta. It was unreal scenes. There are fireworks mm-hmm. inside, 68,000 people. You could barely mm-hmm. hear from 10 feet away. So it was actually right. uh, mm-hmm. it was actually a great experience to be a part of that. It's amazing. It's amazing. How do you feel about the um, the newer teams, like, you know, the Austin, the Nashville? How, how do you feel about playing in these new places? You feel like these are the right cities to choose, or did you have a good time there? Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I think – all these expansion teams kind of struggle at first to mm. get their feet on the ground. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. But all their Cincinnati stadiums, too, are, yeah. all their stadiums are awesome. Like even Columbus has a new stadium that's mm. unreal. Uh, mm-hmm. Cincinnati has a great new stadium. Mm-hmm. We haven't been in Austin's or uh, Nashville's yet, but Miami's is pretty cool. And I think mm-hmm. uh, I think they'll they'll only get better from here. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, anytime when you when you play, do you? I mean, you seem like a guy who kind of gets swallowed in the game, so maybe you don't think about the names or anything. But have you have you come up against any players, um, maybe you know, who have come from Europe or um, South America or something like this, and just you think for a second, like, wow, like, holy shit, I'm playing Gonzalo Higuain, for example. Yeah, like, like, have you have you ever had this moment, or uh, maybe yeah. after the game, or? No, not really. Just because, you know, most of these teams spend that money on the DPs and it's, it's going to be a forward. Mm, right. So mm-hmm. I kind of yeah. just, I can't really be enamored in who they are. I no, just you can't afford to. to right. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I have to go out and, and play well or else they'll, they'll embarrass me. So I mm-hmm. think, uh, yeah, I just my mindset's going in. I got, I have to play well. I'm not really focused on them too much. Right. They're, they're, yeah. they're all, all the forwards are kind of great players in the league. Mm-hmm. Sure. I mean, there's. So, I mean, Blaze Batweedy is also there. I mean, he won a World Cup. Um, yeah. Who's the best player you played up against so far? Uh, like I said, all these forwards have been have been top notch. Uh, who's the best player that you kept in your pocket for ninety minutes? <laughs> uh, it's a it's a team effort. All the all these <laughs> shut up. Yeah, good answer. Good answer. Uh, there's a lot of good players. I mean. Uh, mm. 
Castellanos is pretty good for NYC. Zardes, mm -hmm. he, he's he's a quality player. Um, yeah, I mean Joseph Martinez, he's obviously top goal scorer on Atlanta. I think any yeah. any of these forwards in the league have been have been top notch, and uh, it's it's great to play against all of them. Hmm. Yeah, nice. I mean, so you kind of talked about it in terms of you made some mistakes at Atlanta with the handballs and stuff like this. So, I mean, the pressure must amount in a league like the MLS and, you know, from press to fans to your own organization for playing time, you know, teammates, the pressures could sneak up in any of these situations. How do you feel like you personally deal with that pressure and what advice would you, would you give to others that could, you know, kind of come into your shoes maybe later? Yeah, I think, uh, if you want to succeed, you're going to have to overcome pressure at some point. And I think uh, those failures kind of helped me become the player I am. I, I've learned from it. I even, even minuscule failures, like not being in the right position at the right time, you kind of, if you study it in film enough and, and go over it and ask, ask coaches for help, you'll get better in that route. And I think as we stated earlier, if you just kind of put your head down and work, the, the results will come from the cells and just have confidence in your ability that it will, it will be right, but be open to learning, be open to asking for help from coaches. And I think I've done that. And I think I'll continue to do that because uh, it, it will only help my game. Mm, I like that. So you, you feel like it's very important to just maybe kind of put the ego aside and always think of like, I can get better. Do you, do you spend a lot of time analyzing your own game with coaches or looking at other players or, you know, kind of putting in that, that personal work, whether it's with film or, or any other way, just to work on those areas a lot? We, we generally do a lot of film uh, during the year. So mm. in, in that aspect, yeah, we do a lot of film together. But, I mean, I like to, I like to watch the games over after, after I play them. So I just kind of watch my own game after 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 the fact online so yeah a little bit of both we we have a kind of a collaborative effort and then i i like to do it mm -hmm. on my own too mm -hmm. you like to do that and then, i mean we've talked about this many times you like to do that right after or do you give it a day's rest and then you watch it uh usually a day's rest i mean sometimes like due to adrenaline and all the facts i can't really mm -hmm. sleep that well so right. like, i'll just mm -hmm. hey i'll turn on the turn up the laptop and just go watch the first half or mm -hmm. even the whole game and uh, take things from there. Yeah. Mm. And I think a lot of people might kind of overdo it in terms of, I mean, there's kind of a medium and you kind of want to have yeah. a good balance. Do you feel like you do a good job of kind of taking your mind away from soccer when it's needed? Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, on, a, on an off day, you don't really need to just be getting after it. I think the, I've, what I've learned is to learn to do nothing on an off day. Like putting that work during the days you need to, but I've kind of had to learn to just kind of chill and do nothing on those off days because the groin injury, I, uh, I had a strain right next to the pubic bone. So it was kind mm -hmm. of uh, intense strain. And I think it was just from doing too much too often. I think during those off days, I generally had to rest because I was playing the most games at the highest level that I've ever played at in a quick succession. Mm -hmm. So I think it was just taking a toll on my body and I wasn't really properly taking those off days to just do nothing, mm -hmm. relax and forget mm -hmm. about the game. So I think, as you said, it's, it's important to just get away sometimes, you know, find a hobby that's not soccer. I mean, mm -hmm. I'm not any good at golf, but I'll occasionally just 
go hit some. <laughs> That's funny because I was for some reason I was gonna ask golf. I just felt like yeah. I don't know, maybe Long Island, you know. Yeah, I usually try to just shoot some hoops or just play golf. I don't know, something to just get away, like you said. Just yeah. get it out of a little bit. And it must be, I mean, it must be nice to kind of have that support system. Your family is very close, so I'm sure. I mean, do you do you do you look to them when you kind of need to to get away from the game too? Yeah, yeah, obviously. I mean, in the summers on Long Island uh, are great, as you guys both know. So I usually just mm-hmm. hit them up, try to go back to the beach with them or something along those lines. And I mean, it's it's great to just always catch up with family and just uh, relax in that sense. Yeah. Nice, Absolutely. amazing. Now, do you have a, do you have a process for you know pursuing achieving goals? Do you set goals in the future, or are you just sticking to in the moment, doing your thing? And- yeah. I- yeah, I, I set like kind of like a, a goal kind of for the year. Like this year, I I wrote down, uh, hey, I, w- I wrote down to myself, I would like mm-hmm. to be defender of the year. But I mean, I, that injury kind of subsided me for a long while. So I don't think I'll achieve that. But I kind of write down kind of goals, not really long term, well, mm-hmm. just maybe over the year. And then I'll try mm-hmm. to reevaluate myself after that. But yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, I think uh, quotes are kind of important to me. I Mm-hmm. I like to write down quotes that I find meaningful and then yeah that that's about it and and sort of goal setting for on my part to put you on the spot do you have any any quotes you could rattle off for us that like you know you really that really ring true with you or you really look to and yeah, uh, yeah. I thought there might be some you know yeah, always I've, there's could always be a good quote around yeah I have one the more you sweat on the training ground the less blood on the battlefield mm-hmm. and then I have uh the right man in the right place is a devastating weapon. Mm. It's just from, just some quotes from some different books I have just hanging around that I like, mm. you know, just something that I feel like resonates. Sure. Do you have any books that you recommend now that you mentioned that? Yeah, I've, uh, I enjoy kind of biographies, mm-hmm. you know, so three best biographies I probably read were uh, Where Men Win Glory, the Pat Tillman biography. Mm. Uh, Undisputed Truth with Mike Tyson and then uh, Nelson Mandela's biography. Uh, can't think of the name of it right now. Uh, but yeah, those three are probably three of my favorites. So but yeah, yeah I, I like to read in my spare time to kind of just, like you said, gets away. you get away from thinking about too mm-hmm. much of the game. Yeah. yeah. And it's a lot better for you than some other mediums too. So that's <laughs> yeah, yeah. perfect again. That's amazing. So, I mean, we talked about it before, but you recently just signed a three-year extension with the Red Bulls. So I'm just interested, does that come down to your belief in the team and the coaches and the organization? Do you feel like this is the best place for you to, to grow as an individual and then also grow as, as a leader and as a part of a good team? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think, I mean, I, I love playing here. I think the, the system in which we play, kind of a high-pressing, uh, high-pressing system where we have to be on our feet and we're kind of one-on-one defensively as center backs. I, th- I kind mm-hmm. of love it. And I think mm-hmm. I thrived in that. And mm-hmm. I think I'll only continue to get better here. And obviously I'm grateful that they drafted me. They took a chance on me and uh, hopefully I could repay them with, you know, just playing well and getting a lot of wins here. And hopefully we could uh, get the MLS cup one day. Yeah, man. Awesome. Any uh, MLS Cup or, or national team call-ups in the future? Hey, maybe, that, that's, uh, maybe that's maybe that's a goal of, goals? of mine. 
in the future. But uh, as of now, I mean, the team, the national team looks pretty, looks pretty solid. So I wish them all the best. But again, hopefully I could just continue to strive, continue to get better. So hopefully push some people, you know? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Love it. Um, and what about one characteristic that you, that embodies yourself? I would probably say discipline. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm very, like I have a very set routine. I mean, if you know mm -hmm. what I do one day, you'll, you'll know where to find me on any given day, you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm set with my routine and I, I think it's just discipline. Like I said, it's kind of mm -hmm. embodies me. Mm -hmm. Love it. And to, to transfer that same kind of question to a team, what is one thing that you need to have in a team environment or one thing that's very important for you to have in a team environment? I think, I think a successful team it would just be, it would be trust. I think mm. during the beginning of this year, we, it's not that we didn't trust each other, but we didn't have that innate trust. We kind of had a high turnover of players from last year, but mm -hmm. we didn't really, we haven't really seen our success until like these last few months when we really got to know each other, got to trust one another and just kind of got to enjoy to be in each other's presence, you know? Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Build that team chemistry. And it takes time. Like when you have a turnover like that, it, I mean, you got to get to know people. Um, yeah, exactly. I mean, we could stick on that then. How, what are some ways that you get to know your teammates? Because uh, you, you're coming into a bit of a leadership role there on the team. When someone new comes in or you're new on the team, uh, what are some things you like to do to get comfortable in the environment? I think um, it's easy. It's easy if you make yourself open and make yourself available. I think um, through breakfast, just sitting together or lunch, sitting together. And then mm -hmm. I think uh, during off days, just spending some time together, getting to know each other. I think that's important. And then uh, I think just on the field, being open with communication, I think that's important to, to get to know and to get to trust one another. And I think, as you said, over time, it'll, it'll just become natural and you'll, you'll be able to trust your partner. And I think as a center back, that's, that's vital. You know, it's a guy totally. you want to be able to lean on. Yeah. Also did you have that. any people, did you have any people, I mean, even when you were a few years younger, maybe that, or people now that you kind of look at and think this is a leadership that, you know, I kind of want to embody. Do you, do you take a lot of things from, from players before you players that are a bit older than you too? Yeah, I think, uh, if we stick to leadership and being vocal, I think two guys that were very and are very good at it were my first year, Luis Robles. He was the captain at the time. And then now Sean Davis, they're very vocally present. And I think I take little bits and pieces of what they say and how they say it and try to apply it into my mind and hopefully maybe apply it into the future at some point. So I think it's, it's important to kind of mimic, mimic people in the right ways. Mm. love it um so then we could finish up with our, our final question so here at footwork uh the podcast is is our motto is make your own path essentially following your own dream uh not going the route like your accountant route sitting in a nine to five to what everyone would say is the safe route um do you find this idea important in your life or and how would you say uh you've made your own path i would say what was the first part of that question sir so it's just uh, how important is making your own path and doing, uh, you know, what you feel is right or what you love to do versus going the, the route that society tells you to take. Yeah, I think too many people 
enjoy comfort. I think you have to get out of that comfort zone. And I, I think it's so important to get out of the comfort zone. I mean, it, it'll change your whole life. It'll change your whole worldview. I think you don't want to be stuck, stuck in what you're doing. And I think down the line, years down the line, when you look back at your life, you want to say, wow, that, whatever I did was, was a great time doing it. I learned so much. I wasn't stuck in one, in one setting. I think in that process, you have to be open to learn. And I don't know, between with my mentality, I think it's more so just go with the flow and do it with a smile. But I think Mm -hmm. it's a little more difficult for some people, but I think Mm -hmm. that's, that's more the attitude people should have is just whatever I'm going to do, I'm going to enjoy doing it because it's going to be my goal and go after your goals just with a smile through the thick, through the thin. And I think uh, that's important. Amen. My job. Amen. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So until next time, keep moving forward, keep learning, make your own path. There you go. Thank you, Sean. Love it. Sean, thank you so much, man. Footwork is sponsored by ourselves. Also Kung Fitness and Merchant Designs, baby. Follow us on Instagram at footwork underscore podcast twitter is at footwork podcast youtube and facebook just check out footwork podcast search it email us if you need anything any questions at footworkpodcast at gmail.com and remember plug plug pass tell your parents amazon delivery guy mailman i don't know who just tell them like subscribe review all of it helps thank you